It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Have you ever wondered whether you have a guardian angel? Whether angels or spirits surround you, protect you, care about you, or whether you will one day have an angel encounter yourself. The angels are excited to give you the advice you seek. All you have to do is ask. Join Janine and Michael as they explore this and so much more on Calling All Angels Radio Show. Hello, and welcome to Calling All Angels Radio Show. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Janine Kodakavage. My regular co-host, Michael Kutzen, is off today. Michael is enjoying his last day vacationing here in South Florida on what we call locally the island, better known to all of you as Palm Beach. He is more than likely heading to brunch right about now, and then he'll be poolside or at the beach soaking up his last sun rays before heading back to New York this evening. We're excited about today's show, which is sure to be interesting. In just a little while, we are going to be so happy to welcome our special guest today, Daryl Fasaro. Daryl will share with us some valuable insight on the importance of developing a morning routine, give us some tips and advice how to best serve us by encouraging daily meditation into our lives and connecting with the divine. Before I go any further though, I, would, I wanted to let you all know I feel very fortunate and extremely grateful and blessed that Jim Bensey is stepping up to help me co-host today's show. Jim normally helps us behind the scenes with the show. He regularly, regularly works with the great Pamela Arlen. Um, Pam is a spiritual alchemist who has um, been a prior guest on our show. We loved, and you can go back in the archives and, and, and look into that show. Anyway, Jim is, a, is her manager among many other things. He's a spiritual seeker in his own right. For any of you that are interested though in para, Pamela Arlen and what she does, I will tell you she is an extremely gifted channeler. She channel, channels from many sources, all seeking to awaken and enhance the human experience. I find her abilities fascinating. If you'd like to learn more about the services that Pam offers or schedule a reading or a channeling session, we encourage you to please visit www.orarita.com. This gives me the great opportunity today on behalf of Michael and myself to personally thank both Jim and Pamela for being so gracious, donating weekly services, allowing us to use their Zoom platform and assistance with recording of the show each and every week that gets to you. I'd now like to introduce to all of you, Jim Bensey. Jim, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the show co-hosting with me today. How are you? I'm great. Good morning, Janine. Good morning. Good morning. Happy to help. Thank you. And we're happy to have you. So what, ha what do you have for us today? Well, Michael usually pulls a, an angel card and uh, I also dabble with cards. Um, but the deck I really like to use is called the Chakra Wisdom Oracle Cards, or deck. And uh, I pulled a card this morning, 
And uh, the one, the card that I pulled uh, is from the heart chakra. Um, the cards are, are, are broke up by uh, chakras. So this, this one is from the, the heart chakra um, section. I love it. And I, I love this deck because each card um, has, has a little story that goes with it. So it's really cool. Anyway, this card is, uh, is, is labeled acceptance. And this story is about a woman named Cherry Hart. So I'm going to read it to you real quick. Thank you. Okay. Um, Cherry loves her work as a waitress, but feels that something is missing from her life. She has a boyfriend, yet she senses that he is unfaithful. One day, a customer orders cherry pie, and Cherry cuts a slice and sighs to a friend that her life is like this pie with, with a slice missing. Her friend remarks that maybe Cherry is, heart, is a heart-shaped pie. Cherry's perspective changes. She leaves her boyfriend and later meets a man who makes her happy. The inspiration takeaway from this is a magical box of self-acceptance appears before you. Your unique qualities reside within that. Open it. Are things simple now? <clears throat> Cherry Hart invites you to see yourself as complete, as complete, just as you are. A personal inquiry, am I assessing myself accurately or am I distorting my reality in a self-defeating way? Can I simply accept myself? Some key ideas, new ways of seeing yourself, embracing imperfection, feeling incomplete, selling yourself short acceptance i like that so uh, as you can see it's uh pretty comprehensive and uh just a different different take on uh on on tarot and and cards yeah i like that and i have to tell you jim i'm not familiar with that um with that deck but i like that following the chakras and i'll have to get one for myself it's uh it's really thanks impressive for, it is and thanks for introducing it to all of us you're welcome. Love it. So I know today we're going to take some callers and I, without further ado, I think I will, uh, maybe we'll welcome our guest to the show today, Jim. Absolutely. Okay, great. So our guest today, who I mentioned a little earlier is Daryl Fasaro. Daryl is a sought after speaker on the topics of leadership and positive mindset. He's also author of what if Godzilla wanted a hug bleeding with the heart instead of the chin and co-host of the podcast Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. He perhaps is best known, though, as an artist whose works have been displayed with Andy Warhol to all of you, but best known to me as my class president in high school and my longtime friend. <laughs> so hi, Daryl. Um, on behalf of Jim and I, we wanted to welcome you to today's show, and I, we wanted to thank you for waking up so early because we know you're in L.A., yeah, well, I already feel better for waking up early. Thanks. Good, great. <laughs> I didn't at first, but now it's start, I'm starting to warm up to it. See that? Did you have any coffee this morning? Yeah, I'm on number three. Okay, I'm on my first cup of peppermint tea. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm talking pot number three. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank you. We're so excited to have you here, Daryl. Oh, thanks. It's a pleasure. I'm, I was when you asked me, I was really looking forward to it, especially since the topic we're talking about is something that transformed my life. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what you do each and every morning? I know I know the insight that you'll share because you've shared it with me personally and it's helped me in my own life. It will definitely benefit all of our listeners today. Yeah, well, um, sure. I'll just give a little backstory. If you I was going to say, and if you want to give a little background about you too, we'd love to hear that. So feel free. You have the floor. All right. Well, I'm going to just stick to the topic, but a little backstory <laughs> on that. There's something I do and I highly recommend to everyone I meet is uh, a morning routine. So that's something I do. I've been practicing for almost 31 years. Uh, and I know that because of how it started it blew my mind how much it transformed my life for the better. Uh, about 31 years ago, I was, in the, I was in the military and I joined the military for all the wrong reasons. I, w I, I actually was flunking out of art school. I was more intimidated by a blank canvas than joining the military, if that makes any sense to anybody. And uh, so I really wasn't doing what I really planned to do with my life, especially since I had a full scholarship at the time. So I kind of just like, my fear got a hold of me and uh, I was misdirected. I was taken off course. But the best thing that happens is um, no matter how far off course you go, uh, eventually you'll hit a wall. And the good news is since I, I know for a fact life flows in a positive direction, when you're finally exhausted and say, I give up, all of a sudden I'm carried to a better place. Uh, I, I, I got to share this. That's why I love, did you, ever, you know those things in the airports, those like moving sidewalks? Yes. You know? Yeah, I love yeah. those things, man. They're like balanced. They have that little bit of rubber on them. And, you know, <laughs> and, the, you know, and I, I get on them. I don't care. I, I jump on them and with my little, you know, rolling bag. And right. when you walk with them, you're like moving like some high-speed creature. And it feels really good, right? Yeah, it gets you to where you're going a little faster, too. Yeah, and it's so effortless. <laughs> And there's like the people who are like too cool to use it, like walking along like I used to be. And, <laughs> you know, I'm getting incidental exercise or whatever they're thinking. That's what I would think, right? But I was on one and that's when it dawned on me. That is the perfect real life analogy for the fourth dimension of reality, the spiritual life that we tap into when we finally recognize it. It's always working on our behalf, just like these walking machines. And I'll tell you what I mean. I get on that machine and I'm walking along and I'm like moving, right? And I'm thinking, ah, oh, I need a coffee. I want a coffee. But then my mind goes, there was a Starbucks back there, you know, behind me. And that's when fear can kick in and go, uh-oh, there may not be one forward. And that's when we start to fight and go backward. And now I'm wondering why everything feels crappy is because I'm moving in the opposite direction of the flow of life. Mm -hmm. Good news is I'll eventually exhaust myself and collapse on this moving sidewalk, right? And I'm <laughs> just laying there like, ah. But the <laughs> the conveyor belt is still bringing me to a better place. And what happened to me in the military was I, I hit a wall. I was doing what I wasn't meant cut out to do. I mean, I'm not a heroic guy at all, you know, I mean, but, but anyway, I ended up in the Coast Guard on Bering Sea and I got into a lot of trouble. And that led me to meeting a, a 
I was thrown into a, I was thrown into the brig, and the guy who was there was this Marine gunny sergeant, and this guy changed my life. Um, I'll never forget this guy. He asked me, uh, Fazaro, do you know how a coward goes through life? And I was just like, just beat me up more, because <laughs> I felt like such a bad person. I felt like, why is everything I touch turned to junk? And uh, he said, a coward goes through life like this. And he held up his hands like fists, like to fight. And he said, you know, I wasted my entire life. And this guy was a hero hero. This guy was everything I thought I couldn't be. He was, you know, twice in Vietnam. He was a Marine Corps gunny sergeant. These are the frontline guys. This isn't like an officer in the back. Right. This is a guy who's seeing his friends get killed and killing people and himself. And he... And he said, I went through my entire life like this because I was afraid of life. He said, wouldn't it be great to go through life like this? And he opened his arms like this and smiled. And I said, yeah, I would like that. And he said, good, because you can have that. And at the time, Reagan uh, was the president. This was in the early 80s. And he introduced, he was open to bringing in a lot of interesting things into the military, which I'll be forever grateful and I was put into this rehabilitation center when Mike, you know, when Mike Gerton was in charge of my group. And we, we learned, you know, uh, that love is the most, I mean, this is coming from Marines, that love is the most powerful force in the universe and that um, it ends wars, it can change anything, is love. That's the power, nothing mm -hmm. else. Anything else is in competition with life because it's not flowing with this, this love. Wow. And um, he also talked about how a lot of the problems I was having was because I didn't believe that there's this power greater than myself, this love. And I have so much love. God gives us so much unlimited love. But I didn't believe it was there. So I was cut off, you know. And even now in, med you know, in medicine and, and um even in psychology, they can narrow down the only real ailment is always traced back to congestion. And in, in psychological reasons, fear becomes a con contracting force and then it starts affecting our body. And then even if there's something not flowing, that circulation's not flowing in our body, congestion, we get sick, right? Until once again, everything can flow freely. So short story long, he explained, <laughs> he explained that this, this center of us, this, this love has to flow through us, but we get mistaken. And I think I don't have any love. So I feel I got to go hunt down and find this love. You know, once I get this new girlfriend, everything's going to be great. Once I get this new job, oh, everything's going to be great. Once I get rid of this job, that's the problem. This girlfriend's parents don't like me. Screw that. But I'm always seeking the wrong thing until, I, and it's like a pond. So just like your pool, you know, you, it would get funky if you don't throw a little chlorine in it, right? Right. Well, that's what trying to find things from the outside seemed to be like chlorine that makes this funky pool in my spirit feel cool for a little while. Like, for a little while, a couple of drinks might work. For a little while, maybe this new girlfriend. And that high wears off. Maybe I need a new job, you know. But I'm not solving the problem. The problem is simple. I got to let the love flow. And as soon as I'm willing to let trust life 
and let this love flow through me, that's when God can start doing things to me. It's got to flow through me. And he would say, the, and he goes, Daryl, the more love you give, or Fazaro, that was my name in the military. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was Fuzzy. No, because it's your last name. But anyway, uh, he said, Fazaro, let it flow and you'll get more and more and more. And you know what? I wanted to believe that because I just couldn't fight anymore. And one of the things they suggested was doing a morning routine because we got to get this thing, plug into this higher power, you know, plug into whatever you call it, the universe, love, doesn't matter what you call it. It's just the belief in it is what makes it work. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So uh, I use the word God because it's just simple. It's, you know, it's like generic. Um, so, uh, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. So it's very important to do this in the morning when you first get up because that's when the tendency is to jump and run. And these guys explained it to me. Look, living a spiritual life isn't about jumping out of bed and racing into your miserable day, you know? And then they right. said this, and this is coming from guys in the military. I mean, if I heard this from anyone else, from a priest, a nun, you know, a guy who seemed a little effeminate, you know, a minister, a woman, I would have probably thought, yeah, yeah, whatever. But hearing this from men, men, like the messenger you get, like if you're, when you're ready, the teacher comes that's perfect for you. Exactly. Well, that's not, uh, to me, that's not somewhere or someone you expect to get this advice from, you yeah. know? So it's like really coming from, you know, it, it's meant for you coming from the divine me. channeled through them. Yeah, it was it's meant amazing. for me. So uh, they said this. So they said, uh, and this was another Mike, Mike Dugan. Um, he said, uh, you know, because I had this court martial hanging over my head and that was stirring up a lot of fear because a guy like me doesn't do good in Leavenworth, man. I'm like, I mean, the last time I got into a fight before this like, wasn't even a fight. It was like this guy I could tell was going to like just clock me in the bar. This was actually in Clifton, New Jersey. So uh, I did the most masculine thing I could think of. And I, I struck like a pose from Charlie's Angels I saw on TV. <laughs> I'm not lying. I went, yeah. <laughs> and the guy was like stunned for just enough time for me to run out. This was at the wit's end. I ran all the way home, you know, the Allwood section. And I'm like, that guy's going to come get me. I left my car there. I snuck back the next day. You know, I hope he's not waiting for me. Like, so that shows the, the level of fear I was living with up until this time. So I was like quaking in my boots. I can't go to Leavenworth. But, you know, what else am I going to do? I, and, you, and by this time in my life, I had no parents. And my mom left when I was 10. My dad had been dead for five years. I just had a younger brother I was keeping in touch with. Uh, you know, he was in the Air Force. So I had nowhere to go, no one to bail me out. And I, I wasn't looking forward to this court-martial. And this guy said this. He pulled me aside right outside of Fort DeRussi in Waikiki. And he said, uh, well, don't you turn this over in your morning routine? These guys know I'm not doing a morning routine, right? But they just know right how to talk to me. I said, well, what do you mean a morning routine? He goes, well, when you get up, don't you, you know, when you have, before you get into your uniform, before you do anything, uh, you sit, you know, with your coffee. And this isn't about getting good. This is about connecting with, with your, you know, with your source. 
So he, he didn't put any horrible constraints. I didn't say, you know, make sure you only drink natural teas when you sit there and, you know, organic, fat-free, free-range, you know, whatever. He just said none of that. He said, with your coffee and your smokes, because at the time I was smoking, sit. And, and he gave me some, you know, simple prayers, uh, you know, that were not connected with anything too religious that he knew I wouldn't, like, be turned off by. And he said, uh, and then he looked at me, I guess he could read on my face. I was probably thinking, hmm, I have a lot to do. Meanwhile, I have nothing to do. I just press my uniform and show up, right, for duty. But he goes, and he just knew what I was thinking because he said, look, pal, I timed it. It only takes seven minutes. I timed it just for you this morning. And, uh, and then he said this. He said, by the way, and this is another thing coming from a man's man that blew my mind. Um, he said, when was the last time you woke up just seven minutes earlier and were kind and loving to Daryl? And I said, never, Mike. And he said, uh, well, listen, if you can't wake up just seven minutes early to be kind and loving to yourself, there's nothing anyone can do to help you. But I'll tell you this. If you do this morning routine for 30 days, you know, I guarantee you by the end of the 30 days, your life will be transformed for the better. You will be amazed. And you know Ooh, what? That gave me chills. Well, I wanted to believe that because up until that point, I had been struggling on my own power. I mm -hmm. would, I, it, that seemed so much easier than trying to get the other guys on the ship to go along with the story, you know, the, the lie. So I don't get, you know, nailed to the cross, right? And if they rat on me, I, I just would, I, I can't do that anymore. It was just too much. And this, seemed, I just, this seems like the easier way. I'll do it. I did it. I'd get up seven minutes early, do this. It started off as, uh, you know, in a, an enthusiastic decree. 15 days into it, something started happening. I remember I was walking from where I was staying to work at Fort DeRussi, where my duty station was. And I was thinking, wow, if I just keep doing this, my life's going to get better. Like I had this flash of it was really real. 15 days later, I showed up to my court martial and normally this is something I would have ran from. I would have went AWOL. I mean, I had nobody. So I, and I know the, like I said, the, the way I bailed on art school and ran into the military. I mean, I just know who I was at the time. I was just terrified and I made things worse. I mean, avoidance is a full-time job and, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> And I showed up to my court martial and uh, the commanding officer looked at me and said, uh, you know, what they always say, <laughs> if you've had a court martial, you've heard this before, Fizarro, is it true that you, I just said, yes, sir. Not yes, but you don't understand. My mom left when I was 10. My dad died when I was in high school. My grandfather was murdered, which was all true, but I would use that as a get out of jail free card, right? I just said, yes, sir. They said, is it also true, blah, blah, blah. I said, yes, sir. Like not, yes, but the other guys were there too. I just said, yes, sir. And I gotta tell you. I you moved up to it. Well, I just felt so free. I was like, oh my God, Leavenworth isn't that bad. I could go to Leavenworth. You know, I was so, and now here's the thing. When you could get to the point, and acceptance was the perfect card to start this show. When you can get to the point, like now I'm convinced of this, where you could throw all, like where you could just trust 
that life flows in a positive direction and throw the responsibility of the outcome and accept whatever that is so much that you're willing to just go like this and fall into it. That's when like that conveyor belt at, you know, LAX, everything now realigns and your circumstances, because you're not fighting against them, line up in a better than expected way. Uh, instead of going to uh, Leavenworth, they decide to uh, put me through, you know, this rehabilitation center, which I talked about, where we meditated, and prayed. And I had a bit, we had, at the time, the Cold War was really intense. And if anyone probably can't even imagine this, but at that time, we were as terrified of the Russians then as we were of Muslim, you know, extreme terrorism now. So it was like, and we had the, I had this globe, inflatable beach ball of the earth. So then part of my morning routine incorporated was imagining my, you know, love going around from me, through me, around to Russians in Russia. And I'd imagine them smiling at their kids and happy. And we did this and, ah, oh, it was amazing. And I ended up in, um, in, um, they put me in law enforcement of all things, I guess, because of all my experience on the other side, you know, creating problems. And, I, and you know, things just got better and better. Today, like that started off as a career. That's, that, I'm talking that's 30, that's over 30 years ago. I, that's one thing I have done consistently every day because it went from a decree to now it's a desire. I get up here, I don't normally get up at five or seven. You know, I'm still like you did for us today. Yeah, I'm still a teenager. <laughs> I mean, since I got out of the military, those days were over. <laughs> I mean, I woke up early for six years. So anyway, uh, but I get up before Lori. Thank God she's more of a teenager. Lori's my wife than I am, so she sleeps a little later. So I get up before her, get the dogs, set up the coffee, and then I sit down. And I do my morning routine and I call it a morning routine. So, it, cause when I share this with other guys and that's, I'm glad the guy, the people who share it with me call it a morning routine. Cause it's something you do on a regular basis. It's a routine and it takes this uh, heavy, okay, this is my meditation practice or something. Cause then the tendency is to make it something too big to do on a regular basis. Now it hasn't remained seven minutes. It's grown. I mean, now it's at least 20 minutes, you know, but I read some spiritual inspirational books. I'll do a little med silent meditation. I write, you know, good news in my book every morning like this. Let's see what we wrote this morning. Why not? Because I know I was doing the show. <laughs> I wrote, uh, today is the day of completion. Miracles follow miracles and wonders never cease. You know, and I'm a grown man writing this stuff. I'm not afraid to share it. Right. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, I wrote, uh, oh, because the show is about angels, right? Yeah. And there's a part that I love in the Bible where it talks about, you know, God has an army of angels that go with you wherever you go, making sure, you know, no harm can befall you. And I go, you know, if I really like experiment today, you know, I'm going to experiment today where uh, everywhere I go, choosing to believe that there's an army of angels with me. I mean, do you know how much assurance and joy I will feel? And it's just like when I really choose to believe, you know, God is on my side, 
it's love, it's always there. I, and, and meeting all my needs, which it has for, you know, since, I, I mean, all my life, but I've been very aware of it these last 30 years. Uh, there's nothing left but for me to be joyful and accepting when I choose to, but it takes a decision for me to really choose to believe that this is real. Right. But the good news is you get evidence whenever I believe it. And that's why the, we do that podcast called funniest thing because for the past 30 years, I'm still in awe of it. I'm not so much surprised when things work out, you know, cause I'll even, you know, if I'm having trouble finding a space, I'll go, God makes a way where there is no way instead of, because the tendency is to start going, oh, figures, no space. I knew it. I go, oh, stop that. God makes a way where there is no way means makes a way beyond my negative thinking. Every time, kaboom, a space, you know? And that's when the show title, Funniest Thing, isn't that it's a comedy podcast. It's because every time those things happen, I would call in the beginning my friend Mike. And I'd say, funniest thing. You're not going to believe it. He'd go, yes, I will. You know, and so that's, that's, I guess, I don't even know what I shared this morning, but I hope some of that made sense. <laughs> well, it did. You know, Daryl, I wanted to say to you, uh, obviously, when we were in school together in high school, and then actually you and I, before you went into the military, and before I um, decided my career path, we were at William Patterson University together. And back then, we maybe we weren't on our spiritual journey, right? Just about yet. You know, no. and so I know for me, I started in my early 20s, but when we were at William Patterson together, I was kind of like at that time, I thought I was going to become an attorney and I was just like plugging along, but my heart wasn't full of what I was doing. And then I, you know, reevaluated my life where I was going. I actually sat down, talked to my dad of all things. And he's like, what is your passion? What, what is, what do you love? What do you want to wake up and do every day that yes. you're not dreading driving to school? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I, you know, he knew, Daryl, you knew I designed my own prom gowns and I used to design rooms and stuff and I was always into fashion. So I, then I left and I went to a, a fashion school for fashion marketing and management. And I, I was very fulfilled doing that. Loved going to school yes. every day. Graduated cum laude because now I'm doing something I love. Not hanging out in Willie yes. pub at William Patterson or falling asleep at my eight o'clock class because I was out until four because I just wasn't into it. Yes. I, it, it's funny though. Life goes on. You had your course which you shared some of it with us, right? Life goes on with me. I end up, um, you know, uh, working in Manhattan, married, moved down to Florida. Um, that's when I had my three kids. And I will say, you and I reconnected um, due to social media, right? Originally. Yeah. And it, if it wasn't for you, because I really had been following my spiritual practices since my early 20s, right? So I got into learning meditation, you know, aligning the chakras, doing this, you know, started out by reading. Then I got into um, um workshops or seminars, attending different things. But I will say, as, a, as sometimes I was a full-time mom, working mom, sometimes I was a part-time working mom, and sometimes I was a stay-at-home mom. But all that time, even if I was a stay-at-home mom, I was always volunteering and always on the run. And it wasn't until I reconnected with you that when I, and I also listened to your podcast and, talk, and you guys discussed this seven-minute morning routine, that I realized, you know, there's some mornings I wasn't fitting it in. Because, you know, I thought it had to be longer. Like, I would right. drop out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour, you know, you're getting kids to school, you're running to work or whatever. But 
Um, so for me personally, I might do it later in the day, but it wasn't as beneficial. So after I heard that seven minutes, I'm like, who can't give seven minutes to themselves, to love themselves, right. to set the tone for their day? Yes. You know, it is going to set the tone for the day. I'm still all for, I'm down for, if you don't have time in the morning, do it whenever you can. Because if nothing else, after like a 15 minute meditation for me, I feel like I slept a couple, like a handful of hours too. You know, I just feel revived and ready to go. But I mean, we're worth taking that investment in ourselves. That's seven minutes, you know, like you said, get up earlier and do it. And it, it is going to set the tone for your day. It is going to turn things around. And, you know, we highly um, suggest that the listeners try this. Um, yes. And, you know, I know some people call in, Daryl, sometimes and ask, well, how do I get into meditation? Um, you know, and obviously there's different forms of meditation, but whatever works for you um, in the beginning, you know, I, I bought CDs, I went to a metaphysical store and I attended little classes. Um, but then, you know, then all of it just becomes natural to you. And if you listen to that still voice and that guidance within, you'll know exactly what to do anyway. You're guided. Well, right? funniest thing, since you talked <laughs> funniest about- Funniest thing. Since you talked about it setting the tone for your day. Um, yes. Science, I mean, it's like even, I mean, psychology and, and the medical community and, and people long before. I mean, I mean, Emerson talked about this. Uh, William James talked about this. Dale Carnegie talks about it. They all talk about it. Norman Vincent Peale, how you start your day sets the tone for your day. And here's a great one from, uh, I, it was just the other day in uh, a book called The Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen. It's a morning reader I read from, you know, inspirational book. And, and he said, uh, each day is like, it's called the formative minutes. Funniest thing about the, about the morning. And he says, uh, well, actually, here's a little quote from Alfred Lloyd Tennyson. And it says, thrice blessed whose lives are faithful prayers, whose loves and higher love endures. And it goes on to say, each day is like a life unto itself. And so the first minutes of each day are the formative minutes. We must take special care to, the, to sound the keynote that will set the tone for our entire day. How do you begin your day? Do you spend it with God in peace and attunement with yourself? Or do you pop out of bed and immediately dive into the busyness of the day, postponing your soul's needs in favor of lesser activities? For many years, I've begun my day with meditation and prayer. Before I speak to anyone, do chores, or even think about work, I sit, commune with spirit. This practice has empowered my life in such profound ways that I cannot conceive of starting my day in any other way. And he affirms, I start the day with love, fill the day with love, and end the day with love. And just so you know, this doesn't make you a saint, but right. it could save things. I'll give you a perfect example from Starbucks. It could okay. save the day. I... Uh, I decided I'm going to be a good little eight-year-old and bring a coffee, not just for myself, but get one for my coworker. This was when I was uh, producing CNN headline news out here. I did that for many years, right, with Time Warner. And uh, so I, 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 I get to the Starbucks, and now I have like 15 minutes to get to the studio, but I could do it, right? I mean, this wasn't, I wasn't under pressure. I could make it. There was right. only five miles away. So I get to Starbucks and, you know, it's early in the morning. There's usually a crowd, but there was a space right in front. I go, woo hoo, hoo things are going my way. Ah, shut the door. I'm a good boy. I get in, woof, 
there is like a line like i mean this looked like a line it, it was probably as long as the 14 year olds girls lining up for a new direction concert i mean this line was out of this world right so i was just standing there and that's when my mind starts forgetting that everything's in divine order right because now it's not going my way but what i do at that time is not a good thing i don't suggest this my bad mental habit is once i notice one thing wrong my mind likes to see what else i could find like I'm not a perfectionist. I should be called an imperfectionist because I'm looking for imperfection at this moment. So I stuck on, wow, why don't they have two lines? Because all I get is coffee. You know, we're men. We don't need milkshakes, you know, and I was doing that. So then I got turned around. I can't think of that. Then I turned to where the creamer is and there's this lady there and she's not just putting creamer in her coffee. She's using that area to make sandwiches for her little like four-year-old kid. Oh, this is not good. Meanwhile, I have like, an, it looks like an hour before I'm ever going to be there, but I'm like getting steamed about this. Like, how dare she? And now I'm thinking what I like to do, which isn't a good thing either. My mind says, you've got to tell other people about this injustice. And I know if I talk to the guy behind me, he's going to be on my side because he's one person behind me, right? <laughs> but because I do the morning routine and exercise that spiritual muscle every morning, this, this energy to try to convince somebody else why everything's going wrong or it started is heavy feeling to me now. So I don't tell them anything. I'm not, my, I just shoulders drop and I go, well, you know, God makes a way where there is no way this will be fine. I'll get there. Perfect timing. And now she's struggling with a bag of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or whatever she made her coffees. And like, a, I don't know if this kid was two or three with a sippy cup, but you know, two or three year olds are like drunken midgets. You know what I mean? So that thing's walking all over the place. She's going for the door. And part of me goes, Daryl, go open the door for her. You did the right what? thing. But wait, I did not. My you little, didn't? The, no, because the New Jersey, I have New Jersey <laughs> in there somewhere. It goes, eh, serves her right. You know, like Tony <laughs> Soprano got serves are right. But you know what? The serves are right and staying put is that congested feeling. So I just walk over to the door. I, I, no, you're going to lose your space. No one's going to let you back in line. Ignore. I just open the door for this woman. What happens is as soon as I open the door, she smiled. All now this woman that I despise just three seconds. I'm in love with her. I'm like, oh, my God. I love her. Like I could feel once you let that love flow. So yeah. I open the door. She comes out, her little child saying hi to me. I said, hi. That's wow. I wish I had a sippy cup instead of, <laughs> you know, I get on the line and here's what I mean. When you surrender and throw love in it and you now cooperating with the flow of life, because yes. all that thinking was going against that treadmill. Yes. Now what happens? It was like all of a sudden the line sped up. I get my drinks, get in the car. And now this is traffic time in the morning. And I got to work like earlier, it seemed, than had I not even stopped for Starbucks. See, that's but, amazing to me. And, and Yes, and, but that's the reality of this, of practicing this it stuff. It is the reality of it. And you know what? You, you followed that instinct, uh, you know, instead of staying in the stuck mode, oh. you went ahead and opened the door. You know what? That set the tone for her day, for her son's day, or the baby. Right. And yours, too. Turned yes. it around. And then it was probably better than expected. Always. Hey, listen, Jim, I think we have some callers on the line, don't we? Yeah, what I wanted to do is just, um, I'm going to unmute everyone. And um, Okay, so everyone's unmuted. 
We'll start with and have a free for all. Now I'm only kidding. <laughs> Listen to Jim. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> They're all unmuted, just so uh, we can have a group conversation later. But um, I love that. We'll, we'll try and take it um, kind of organized. Great. Well, I'll just jump in here and say, Daryl, thank you for your service. Um, I'm a 15-year Navy veteran, uh, CB, and everything you all saying. Oh, been there, done that a couple times, fell down, back up, doing it again. <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely, yes. I can concur to all the other listeners. You you have to stick with it. Um, yeah, I could go hours in the same ups and downs we've all had doing, not doing. I mean, there's times recently where I fell off the wagon, if you will, of practicing. And literally, I'd be in bed, and I'm like, man, it's, it's warm. I don't feel like getting up, and I can feel the angels pulling my leg, like, get your out of bed. Get, get. I'm like, no, no, no. Well, you know, pretty soon things start tanking a little bit. You don't feel good. And, and I've said, okay. As others say, put the oxygen mask on. And I'm like, it fell off. Mm -hmm. Well, the last month or so, I've been back doing. That's a good analogy, Brent. For those of you that don't know, I, this is our friend, uh, our regular fan of our show, Brent, talking. Yeah. But I like your analogy. You put the oxygen mask back on. Yeah. Absolutely. Since I have, um, things again are flowing much better. The energy is up again. Um, things are happening. Um, I mean, literally months ago when I was doing this, I had women at work going, okay, what are you doing? I said, why? Was your kind of energy's like high and, and you're kind of got a glow about you. I'm like, really? So I did some meditation. I did some, I mean, some, I was doing really good afternoon and morning meditations. I came back afterwards and said, what do, you, what do you see now? They said, oh my God, you're glowing and you're vibrating. Said, Thank you. And I was like high as a kite floating my four feet in the air going, <laughs> and I just walked out giggling. I'm like, yep, yeah, see, see what happens. And then I fell off the wagon for a few days and then, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> but I'm back. It's good. It's so again, listen to you guys, like listening to myself. I, I do case management for veterans. It's what I do. And a lot of things you're saying, I spin into my chats with them. You know, I, 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 I kind of skirt certain facts, if you will. Because like you said, you don't want to get the manly guys nervous. And I explain things. And I have people walk out and go, oh, more calm, more, yeah. more relaxed. You know, give them that moment. Give them that. Tell them about the Army. Tell them that there's, you know, you know being the veteran, we always worry about who's got our six. And I say, hey guys, you got, a, you got an army around you, man. You're, you're never alone. Just roll with it. Mm -hmm. so, so blessings to all of you. That was Yeah, awesome. we have to remember I, to call our army. We have to remember, I was gonna say, Brent, we have to remember to call our army of angels in, you know, <laughs> and get that guidance, you know? Yes. And if we followed that and like Daryl shared with us, I mean, I would encourage you guys, you know, take up, uh, Daryl didn't call it a challenge, but I will. If you're not in the practice of doing a regular daily meditation, try it, you know, give yourself, see if your life starts changing, see what you start manifesting, you know, give yourself that, that seven minutes each and every morning, you know, show your love for yourself and see, and we would love to hear back from you. You can, um, you can even write to us um, on our website, which I'll give at the end of the show. But I mean, we would love to hear that. Let, let us know how your life does change after trying to do that morning routine for 30 days in a row. You know, like Daryl explained earlier, I'm sure you'll see manifestations happening sooner than the 30 days. Like he already, he explained um, how he was feeling after just 15 days and then miraculous things happened after mm -hmm. 30 days. So I would encourage that.
a, well, a, thanks, I Brent. Gonna, I was going to say yes. one thing. A good way to get locked into it, if anyone's listening, is get in the habit of reading from just one or two of your favorite morning you know, meditation books, because that makes it a nice physical little habit. You know, you're going to get your coffee and at least sit and read the daily reading for that day. And that actually becomes so ingrained that like, I don't, I even travel. I mean, now it's a lot easier because with, you know, you can have all your books on your phone, but you know, but I actually, if you look at my books, I have one here. I'm going to show people who can see. But look, this has big chunks taken out. And uh, that's because I would take them out the days I was going to be on vacation. So I didn't have to take the whole book. And I would chunk them, staple the pages together. This one, it says I took off to New York City. This was 2011. And these were the days I was there. But wherever I would travel, I would just chunk out the amount of pages and bring those with me. And now it, I've, it's almost like my body. I have, I have spiritual feet and muscles. They take me right to my books with my coffee and I sit down and I begin and keep it simple. It doesn't have to be giant. God does, is doing the work. You're just becoming willing. All you got to do is be willing to sit there. God will do the work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be Absolutely. a lot. Yeah. I mean, it can grow into a lot. Like, right. Thing, when you feel that tuned in and you're meditating, you go, oh, I could go another 10 minutes. Well, then do yeah. it. Yeah. But if you have the time, why not? Yeah. But you know, you know, too, Daryl, didn't it, you find yeah. like everything like progresses over time? Because like when I originally started meditating, I just did it and I felt great and went on about my day. Then I realized, wow, I had so much profound information given to me, you know, and I couldn't remember sometimes when I came out. So then I started after I came out of a meditation journaling it. And then now I'm at the point where any given time, any time of day, I get automatic messages from right. the divine. So I carry my cell phone around and, you know, right. just take down whatever the message is. Yes. And like I've said before on the show, sometimes they're meant to share with everyone. Sometimes they're of a more personal nature, sometimes intended for a specific person. But, you know, I never know when those are coming. But um, that's another thing people can do. Journal after it. If you have that extra couple of minutes or, you know, or write down, you know, maybe when you come out of that, like you said, Daryl, they're feeling you're feeling so great. Right. Maybe just jot down, have a little gratitude journal and and and. Write down exactly what, put your I am's. I am so grateful for my meditation this morning. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful to the divine, my higher power, you know, source energy, God, whatever you want to say uh, for, for, for giving me, you know, for allowing me to take this time for myself and for enlightening me and, and, you know, setting the tone for my day. You know, intuition, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not just for women, you know, I mean, because men have strong intuition, but we tend to think, oh, that's for girls. We're but just better. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> well, you are better in many ways. No, I'm not only kidding. That is just a joke. <laughs> the thing is, you're, just by doing this morning routine, this is another thing. Well, how do I increase my intuition? You could do seminars until you want to just put your head in a vice. I recommend just being available in the mornings, just for a few minutes doing this, being willing to tap into it because God does the work. All yeah, that work, you have to have the openness, right? Yes. Now, the openness to receive yes. the information. And you know, then, 
because well, it'll come. Or, but yes. you, didn't you say something earlier? Like some, I, I, I don't know. When, when you were talking earlier, I, I was envisioning in my mind like a pipe being closed off. And then when you unkink it, you're letting the information flow. That's yes. what I had in my mind when you were talking. And it's the same kind of thing. Just let it happen yes. and be aware of it when it's coming your way. The intuition will grow pretty soon. You'll be, it'll be like, uh, you'll come to rely on it and depend on it. I, I, often when I go traveling, it started many years ago. Uh, when I was first getting into this, I was on a leave in Australia. And because I was doing this work, it was the first time in my life, instead of planning out my vacation, I said, I'm just going to go with the green lights, you know, with the effortless, the law of non-resistance, because we were learning a lot about Lao Tzu, too, in this rehabilitation place. So uh, I would just go with the flow. And those are my best vacations now. I'll go, what are you going to do today? You're going to see this? You're going to see that? Gonna... I go, I'm just going with the green lights. And this happened to me uh, at my last trip in New York. <laughs> There was a, a friend of mine uh, who I knew from Los Angeles, moved there. And, you know, New York is huge. You're never going to bump into anyone. I mean, it's a miraculous. You bump into someone that you intend to bump into. It seems an impossibility. Well, so it looked like we were never going to see each other. Our schedules didn't match. I get out of my apartment. I did my morning routine. I had a hunch. Well, instead of getting on the Union Square train because I was staying in Gramercy Park, I'm going to turn right and head towards Gramercy Park because that's where the light, like the, the light was easier to go that way. I'm right. just walking, right? Instead of waiting for it. So I start walking and all of a sudden I'm in front of Pete's Tavern and I hear beep, 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 beep. And there's this, and this was in the spring. It was nice. And there's this beautiful, you know, blonde on a little like Italian scooter. I mean, this is like <laughs> something out of a freaking movie, right? <laughs> so, I'm, so there's a bunch of people sitting eating and I'm like, oh, no, oh she's, not, I'm, she's not beeping for me. You know, so I start to walk and I hear beep, 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 beep. She, and all of a sudden this girl comes flying and she takes off her helmet and does the, you know, the Farrah Fawcett hair swing. And it was the girl, it was the lady I knew from here. I said, oh my God. And she thought, was just as amazed because she's into the same, she does a morning routine and all that stuff. Right. She goes, this is crazy. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know you were staying there. I go, I, go, I was going to go the other direction. Like we talked about funniest thing. If I didn't turn this way, I mean, we would have never saw each other on this trip. We had hoped to see each other. And that's how it happened. This is what makes life such a thrilling adventure. Oh, absolutely. Applying this stuff because you get the evidence. Yes. Well, thanks for sharing that. Jim, you want to go to take another call or who do you want to take? Yeah, let's uh, let me unmute uh, Chris. Chris, did you have something to you want to Hi, ask? Hi, everybody. It's, yes, my name is Chris. I am Jimmy's sister. How is everybody? Hi, Daryl. Hey. Hi, Chris. Hi. Power How hugs and kisses to everybody around. Oh, thanks. We love you spreading the love. Thank you. Um, well, about me, yes, I walk in love and I walk in faith 24-7. And that has been a long journey as well that has led me. All I had to do was take the steps forward and everything fell into place. Um, for me, my morning, uh, my morning routine is with music. It's not with reading. Um, it's it's uh, like similar to yoga music. It's instrumental. It's different all the time. It's uplifting and it doesn't have any lyrics. Um, 
and I am able to be in a relaxed state and uh, communicate with my higher power. And they say that the very first thought that you, what, what you wake up in the morning, you carry through the day. So I, I actually have uh, pictures of my deceased dad, who I miss very much, and my deceased mother-in-law, uh, along with some angels. That's the first thing that I see when I wake up, and I smile at them and tell them how grateful I am for them. Um, and, uh, and of course I lead my day with gratitude. That's, that, that is the most important thing I think is I tell God that no matter what happens today, it happens because, not because of me, but because this is my path and that I trust in the spiritual completely to unfold as it should. And the more you let go, or the more I let go, the the, the funniest things happen, right, Daryl? Yes. <laughs> they just, you I know, love and, it. And yeah, all green lights, parking spots open. Those are the right. daily miracles that happen when you are walking in faith and completely aware. Um, and I did want to say that I, I did hear a, a long time ago, which I incorporate into my life, that it takes 21 days for your mind to matrix anything into a habit. Yes. So you may start to see things benefit you and that is enough to keep you motivated. But then that 30 days that you said you really started to see things happen. I think that's also because now you made it a habit, right? You know? And uh, so I try to apply that everywhere too and Janine, going back to the tree, I mean, this is that, that's just a perfect example of, of how I live my life. I'm totally disarmed. You know, I'm not looking for the fight uh, anymore. You know, I walk with my shoulders down because I think I almost passed away. I, I was in the ER and I was crashing and um, I was put into ICU through the emergency room. And something profoundly changed in me where I realized just what wasn't important anymore. And um, I have to say, it's like, it's a total freedom. But uh, I had a Not that we want to get wake up calls like that, but that, that did, you know, absolutely happen to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and it's, I don't know. It's, I wasn't a bad person before and I was very loving, but I didn't, I was, I was so concerned about what other people thought of me and things like that. Like my ego has completely gone away since then. Yes. You know, and, and ego, they say is even got out. There's right. a program term, right? Right. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So um, going back to the tree incident, I had a beautiful, beautiful tree that I bought. I had it uh, specially shipped. I was, you know, doing uh, landscaping in my yard. And um, I went out to go and nurture it, water it, feed it. And somebody had dug it up and stole it. And it was a very special kind of tree that really doesn't grow out in the wild, etc. So... Um, I had people say to me, well, 
curse the curse the people who have the tree and curse the tree. And I said, no, why would I do that? I don't, I, that tree's going to live a long time if it's planted. I wanted to bring joy and love that it would have done here mm -hmm. to anybody who, who lays their eyes on it. So I blessed the tree, you know, and hopefully those people will learn something. But you know what I'm saying? Yes, I love that story. I was I was waiting for you to get to that because I knew you were going to go there. It's so awesome. It makes me feel good <laughs> to hearing it. Yeah. And, and Chris, one thing I wanted to bring up to you um, was you talked about music coming, you know, music is your thing. And that's interesting. There's so many times she'll, uh, uh, like a song or a title will show up on her car radio and she sends it to me. Like, you won't believe this. Yes, of course I believe, you know, like, and that now we're in a sink where we know that that's going to happen. I mean, she gets so many messages, so we have to be available and open to those. I know we have some more callers on the line, but I think, Jim, are we ending the end of the show? Are we, we nearing about, the end of the show? we got about a minute and a half left. Um, okay. So why don't we um, unmute the next caller? The rest of you stay with us, and we'll stay online to talk a little bit after, if you'd like. And did you have uh, anything thank you. you to add? Thank you, Chris. And did you have anything? Yeah, I think um, I, I so what you're saying really resonates and I love the stories and they make it so real. And I too have had some pretty big wake up calls in my life where I've had to just let go. And that acceptance, Jim, that you started off with at the beginning, acceptance. Yes. Wow, when that one hits you in the head, it's like, ouch. But once I let go, <laughs> it was the biggest relief of my life. And then flow could happen. Oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. And um, you were on Zoom video, so I got to see your beautiful artwork and dog, and you're nice and comfy on the couch in a blanket. We love you calling in and being with us today. Patrice, um, I'm going to ask you to stay with us to talk to us after the show, but okay. we do have to wrap things up here. And I want to ask Daryl. Um, Daryl, can you share information where anyone can find you should they want to reach you? Okay, the easiest way would be either to uh, check out the podcast Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and you can find that on iTunes. It's called Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. And also you could check out DarylandEd.com. And it's uh, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-A-N-D-E-D.com. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Jim and I, we would like to thank everybody for joining us today. If you want to reach us at Calling All Angels Radio Show, please, um, you can get in touch with us at www.callingallangelswithjaninemichael.com. We thank you. Thank the guests for being with us today, the listeners, um, and we really appreciate you. May everyone have a beautiful week filled with lots of love abundance and acceptance thanks jim i appreciate you uh it was my pleasure thanks everybody thank you for listening to calling all angels radio show with janine and michael if you would like to participate in our live show every saturday at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time or have a private session with the angels, please visit our website at www.callingallangelswithjanineandmichael.com. Have a great week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.